Hey everyone, and welcome back to our weekly wellness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Zahedi, and today we have joining us Dr. Rodney, who's our Director of Wellness and Personal Growth. So Dr. Rodney, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. So today we're gonna be talking a little bit about, you know, social health and really, you know, what that means and why it's important, you know, having friendships and, and having these types of relationships in one's life. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. Yes. So, you know, first question would be, you know, just a lot of people think of social health as something that's frivolous, you know, like you have friends and that's kind of, it's fun um, and is, is kind of frivolous in that way. You know, what, really is the value in having these types of social relationships and in having a healthy social network. Mm -hmm. Well, you're right. I mean, some people don't see it as important as maybe physical health. Right. That keeps us physically strong and extends our life or emotional health. Mm -hmm. um, when we struggle with mental health illnesses. So compared to that, they say, oh, this doesn't matter. But it's actually all connected. You know, you, you can't have just one or two of those, social health is absolutely mandatory for all of us because we're social beings. And I like to have fun, don't you? Okay, <laughs> And it, life becomes boring and static when we're not ever out around other people and when we're just cooped up all the time and mm -hmm. we don't have any friendships because we're not designed as human beings to be reclusive by nature. There are some people that like it, but it's the exception rather. <laughs> it's the exception because, rather than the I mean, I mean, all of human beings usually like to be out and about and around other people and mm -hmm. have fun. Yeah. And it's hard to have fun all alone. I mean, I guess you could, but we won't go there right now. But it's just the idea that it's nice to have fun with somebody else. So mm -hmm. developing that social awareness and that social contact is actually necessary for our physical health and mental health mm -hmm. and other aspects of our being. Absolutely. So it sounds like there can be a little bit of, you know, some, some frivolity there and, and just having it be fun, but it's also intrinsically really valuable to mental health and, and to physical health. Even you said right. it's all connected in, in that way. And if I might add, I think for so many of us, for most of our life, we took the social aspect of who we are for granted mm. because it was readily available to right. us. Okay. And recently we found out that when it no longer is readily available to us, there are major consequences that mm. come as a result of not being able to be around other people. Absolutely. And and what do you think those repercussions or those consequences look like? I mean, COVID-19 has kind of thrown a wrench into the gears, like you right. said. And I, I feel like a lot of people have been feeling really isolated this year, more than you know even any other. Right. And... and um, it was necessary, depending upon which view you take on the whole thing. There's no doubt that it's there. There was a need to be more careful mm -hmm. in what we did socially. Businesses weren't open for a very long time. Right. When they came back, they were slow in opening up, and it wasn't the same experience. At least that's what I found out, that even when yep. I started taking advantage of some of those things, um, they weren't didn't feel quite the same. I'm hoping that it's going to get back to there. There were no yeah. football games to go to. There are no Broadway plays to attend. Yeah. Um, 
there were no basketball events or concert events and on and on and on. And that's a <laughs> lot, yeah, I know, but that's a lot of our social interaction that we took for granted. Yeah. I don't, I never considered the fact that we wouldn't be able to do those things. No, you know? no, me neither. I mean, we weren't even <laughs> supposed to go to the beach. I mean, yeah. a lot of people did. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, but, you know, it, it's just, uh, that's been one of the shocks that I think everybody has gone through mm -hmm. and, and they had to adjust to, and some have adjusted to it better than others. Absolutely. Um, I not only work here, but work in other places and stuff. And um, it's well known that um, the social isolation we've mm -hmm. experienced has led to the anxiety, the sadness, the depression, mm -hmm. even the panic attacks that people have had. Yeah. They feel totally disconnected from people they used to see often. Mm -hmm. And uh, that adjustment is difficult and we're still struggling with it. And we might struggle with it for quite some time in the future Absolutely. until we really get back to whatever normal is going to be. Which will hopefully be as close to normal as, as we can get. <laughs> yeah, because but. we cannot continually to socially isolate from each other out of fear of getting sick. Now right. that's opinion, obviously, mm -hmm. but we're afraid of getting sick, which right. is obvious, but that does create problems other than being sick. Mm -hmm. You can be sick physically with the coronavirus. You could also get sick up here mm -hmm. when you can't deal with that social isolation because it's so foreign to us. Right. So it's almost like the fear is <clears throat> the anxiety and, and the depression are all kind of compounding on each other. I know a lot of folks are just anxious because of COVID itself mm -hmm. and because of the repercussions that it's had on them, you know, physically and on, you know, family members and you know, mm -hmm. other Americans and around the world, really. Mm -hmm. And so then in addition to that, having that factor of social isolation compounds on top of that. Mm -hmm. And so you have anxiety that is is building from a, a number of different factors right yeah. now. And you mentioned on part of the ways that they're interconnected. Because mm -hmm. one of the things, especially at the beginning, it's gotten looser now, mm -hmm. all the gyms closed out. Right. So that's going to impact your that's physical true. health. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can do some stuff at home, but it's not the same if you're used to going to a gym and having resources like treadmills, ellipticals, weights mm -hmm. to do. And yeah, yeah, you can do some exercise at home, but it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so your physical health suffers. And that was also a point, it was also a point of social interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, most people like to go to gyms, not only because of the equipment, but there's people there that we can meet and talk to and say, hey, how are you doing this week? Your and community, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, your workout yeah. community. I know that's a, mm -hmm. a big factor for a lot of people and, you know, just their their motivation to actually go and work out is mm -hmm. the people they work out with. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that also has that kind of compounding effect as well. Um, so what suggestions do you have for someone on just how to cope with the feelings of isolation that have been brought up over this past year? Mm -hmm. I think everyone's dealing with it, right. you know, what are some strategies we can use to employ? Well, I think we've done the best that we could under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, last March is when this all started for me. Yep. And um, I started Zooming. I didn't even know what Zooming was before last March. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I had no, yeah, yeah. When I first heard it, I said, somebody who said, why don't you get on Zoom and talk to your clients? What's Zoom? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's better than nothing. Absolutely. Okay. It has been better than nothing, not only in the workplace and for meetings, and you're working at home and you have Zoom meetings, but I have been doing it for a year. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. It's yeah. better than nothing, right? but you still feel the distance and the social lack of social interaction. Mm -hmm. It's a one dimensional image, right. you know, and I can't touch them. 
-hmm. Okay. I, I can't, you know, even if I try to look into their eyes, I'm not trying to get creepy here, but it's just a different experience. It's, it's different. It, yeah. Um, social interaction requires social, short social distances in order to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like if you're on the beach and you see somebody all the way down the beach, you can say hi, but it's much different than if you're a couple feet apart yeah. and the contact is more. So we've tried to adjust, but that becomes part of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's woefully inadequate, inadequate. Mm -hmm. inadequate, excuse me, to meet our actual social needs. We require right. contact. Um, and the longer that this has gone on, and I, for one, never envisioned that we'd be here a year later still dealing mm -hmm. in a significant way with this. And I don't think anybody really understood that or knew that. Right. Uh, I thought, yeah, a couple months will be honest. I think that's what everyone <laughs> thought, yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> the longer it goes on, the more difficult it is actually going to be to re-engage in that socialization because we might still be a little bit afraid to go to a football game or to go to a concert or go yeah. to a, you know, there's going to be some natural feel, fear. I've been vaccinated, yeah. but I think I'm safe, but who knows for sure. But there's, that's one of the things, but then we're also out of the practice of doing this. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, um, it's, it's, um, it's hard to get back into something that you did so very easily before. And it's mm. been taken away from you for a period of time. Yeah. Um, when I work at a treatment center for mental health and addictions, mm -hmm. we make some changes when they come in. We take away their phone. Mm -hmm. They hate it. Right. Um, but we're trying to restrict their contact. Don't go to this. Um, we had a 90-day program. Mm -hmm. After 90 days, when we gave it back, most of them didn't want it because they found out they didn't need it. And it was not just the way the social media distracted them, mm -hmm. but that's even impersonal. Mm -hmm. In the treatment center, they have these people around that are always around and you have to interact and talk with them. And that. And so anything like that, um, when you have don't have it for a long period of time, when you start going back to it, it's just going to feel weird. Right. Now, I'm sure they all got a phone eventually. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it was just you need to kind of ease back into it. It's just not easy to go back to it. And so we're going to have I, I can't really define exactly what it's going to feel like, but mm -hmm. it is going to feel different. Yeah. OK. I mean, there will probably be people even after there's no mask date mm -hmm. mandate that are going to be wearing masks. Yeah. And that's going to, I can remember before all this happened, I was at an airport and um, I was going towards the gate of my plane mm -hmm. and there were two ladies coming at me. This is before this, right. that they had masks on. And I just said, oh my gosh, what is this all about? See, and when I got closer, and this is not any prejudicial, I noticed that they were foreign. They were some from Asian country. And I don't know if they're from China or not, but maybe that was common over there. Everybody was looking at them because it was weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now we might, we've gotten used to it, but then when we go back out, there's probably going to be somebody around you and you're going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, are they sick right now? Do I really want to be around them? Maybe should I leave? And it's just going to take an adjustment. But here's what I know. We have to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. We cannot keep this social isolation. You're going to have to have a plan. Um, and I'm all about plans, okay? Because <laughs> I think that we can't just haphazardly make decisions in our life. That's what most of us do it. Mm -hmm. But my my approach would be to suggest that you don't, don't jump into the deep end of the pool all at once, right. you know, but you have a plan. Um, you know, there's no reason not to go out. So this week we're gonna go out one day this weekend. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the next 
week. We can go, well, we'll go out once in the weekend. We'll go out Wednesday night. You're going to have to force yourself almost to do that mm -hmm. because it's going to take some time to readjust to the circumstances that that might mean for you. Absolutely. Um, I think personally, it might be unhealthy to just all of a sudden go crazy <laughs> with social interaction when you've yeah. been so long without it. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, we're right here at the cusp and I've been watching the TV and stuff and grandparents say, I can't wait to pick up my grandson or right. my granddaughter that I'm not seen yet. I understand that enthusiasm. It's going to feel weird. Mm -hmm. It is. It's going to feel weird. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so you just have to kind of ease into it and adjust as you go along. That would be my recommendation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, you know, for folks who are struggling with it, really the, the takeaway message is, yeah, do as much as you can related to like Zoom or, you know, be in touch with your networks, try to connect with them as much as you can. And then understand that when hopefully after you know, vaccines and hopefully after this is kind of a you know story from the past, um, understand that it's okay if it takes you a little bit of time to get back out yes, there. That's and my it's, message. Yes. It's important to form a plan, but to also realize that everyone's struggling with it. And this is something that's kind of expected after a huge yeah. generation really defining, you know, yeah. moment. So Yeah, it's also a bigger danger if you stay isolated, mm -hmm. you know, so you, that's why you have to plan it. I think Absolutely. you really have to do. Yeah. Be um, intentional with it. Yeah. And, uh, probably the first social event you have should not be at a, a football stadium with a hundred thousand fans. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> a little you know, overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, start out with the local restaurant that only seats like 50 people when it's a good day, you know, right. seriously, cause it's going to feel so different. Yeah. It will. I, I know it will. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, the tendency might be, oh, I can't wait to go to the big event. You know, you can do that and make sure you went to some small ones before you got there. Absolutely. Because um, it, it'll feel different. So. And then for those of us who identify as, um, you know, a little bit more on the introverted side, you know, is there still value in having a healthy and abundant social life? Does it just look a little different for folks who are introverted or, you know, what it... How would you comment on that for, for people who aren't naturally extroverted? Well, there are different personality types, and you've mentioned two of them, the introvert and the extrovert, and the extrovert is always around people. The introvert, in, introvert rarely is around people. They isolate. Mm -hmm. uh, that leads to some form of depression and anxiety mm -hmm. in and of itself. Um, and even for those people that historically struggle with this, when you're an introvert, and you don't like to be around people and you want to stay alone, that's not our basic nature as a human being. Mm. And nobody's going to come and knock on your door and say, I want to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. The only solution is that you have to not force yourself, discipline yourself to get out among others mm -hmm. so that you won't be so afraid of being around others. You're used to being alone and that's not a healthy situation. All right. So in the same way, I'm going back to the plan. Um, the introvert has to realize that probably more than ever, mm -hmm. it's necessary to plan being out and about and mm -hmm. to get out of your comfort zone. Right. That might make you feel comfortable, but it doesn't make you comfortable mm -hmm. that it has consequences. Social isolation does. And so you're just going to have to come up with a plan. Absolutely. Gonna, it, it, and you could go slow and build up. But, you know, 
And that is one of the dangers of this because it's been going on long enough. People might all of a sudden actually being feel comfortable in doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to challenge you to rethink that because it's not a natural state for us to be isolated. You know. So for all the introverts out there, you know, my my understanding is introversion is you tend to get more, you know, energy and you get energized from you know alone time versus extroverts are energized by being around others. You're saying. You know, you think that it's important enough to one's mental health and well-being to sometimes put yourself out there and really, mm-hmm. you know, try to be as outgoing as you can, mm-hmm. you know, with others, um, and then to make sure to take time for yourself still, um, so that you're able to energize. Right. But it's important enough to actually, you know, purposefully and intentionally, you know, get out there. So yeah, some people feel safe and get energized from being alone. Some mm-hmm. people feel safe and energized when they're around both people. Right. A healthy person, not a normal person. There's no such thing as a normal person, okay? But a healthy person does both. Yeah. I mean, I need some time alone, don't you? I mean, I enjoy it every once in a while to just be by myself and not have to worry about what anybody else is thinking or doing around me. Mm -hmm. I can get jazzed up about that, but I also need some time when I'm out around people. So you can't go to either extreme, really. You have to spend some private time alone if you like to be around people. And if you're a natural introvert, no judgment and condemnation for me, but that doesn't mean that that's the only thing you do. Right. You've got to at least take the risk. There's a balance there. Yeah, there's a balance. That's exactly and what I, I mean. And I, in any, any direction, there's a balance yeah. there. Well, I think this conversation has been yeah. really enlightening. And, you know, for all of y'all out there, um, I know this past year has been a struggle with COVID. And, you know, here at My Pets Wellness, we're really wanting to be a resource um, for folks, especially in the veterinary industry who have struggled. Because um, I feel like we've, you know, had yeah. some unique challenges in vet med um, related to COVID. So, um, you know, as always, you know, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. You can find us on Spotify. And you can also find some additional mental health and just wellness resources on our website at mypetswellness.net slash DVM support. So, as always, thanks for joining us. And, Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, yeah, have a. We'll see you next time. Get out and do something <laughs> with somebody, anyone. <laughs> Thank you.